Welcome back. I'm Carolyn Stain, and you're listening to Classic Lunch, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance. Now, I've been speaking to some incredibly dynamic women over the past weeks here on Classic 1027 because, of course, it's Women's Month. And today's guest is someone who is certainly that. She's been on the forefront of South African music for the past four decades. She's a household name, not only here in South Africa, but throughout the African continent, who has shared the stage with the likes of Bono, Angelique Kidjo, and Annie Lennox, as well as South African legends, Johnny Clegg, Miriam Makeba, and Hugh Masekela. She's performed for world leaders and royalty, including Queen Elizabeth II, and she's especially known for her philanthropic and humanitarian work. I'm talking about the Princess of Africa, the one and only Yvonne Chaka Chaka, and I'm really honored that she's agreed to join me on today's show. Hello, Yvonne. Welcome to Classic Lunch. Hello, Caroline. Hello to your listeners, and thank you very much. I'm very humbled by that introduction. Yvonne, you come from Dobsonville. What was it like growing up as a young woman in Soweto during those very difficult times? Thank you very much, Carolyn. Um, you know, growing up in Dobsonville, um, that was the only place that I, I knew, you know. I was born there and I grew up there. And uh, really, I think during apartheid, we knew, you know, every black child knew that um, things were not good, things were not easy. But I think that. What I appreciated was that um, we all looked out for each other. You would go to neighbors. You know, my mom would give me a loaf of bread or even half a loaf and say, go to, to the neighbors, give them the bread, tell them uh, to give us millimil or tomatoes and onions. And you'd go to another neighbor, you'll be given a cup of sugar. And mom would say, please ask them to give you a, um, maybe coffee or something like that. So we depended on one another, we depended on each other, and there was absolutely no, uh, what would I call, no shame to go to your neighbors and ask for food and butter and give each other. That's how, that, that, for, that for me, uh, Caroline, was Ubuntu at its best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did you know um, during those early years that you were going to become a very famous, incredible singer? No, not really. You know, you're growing up in the township. You're growing up where there are no recreational centers. You're growing up where it's, um, you know, you are in an entity because, you, because of the color of your skin. But I must mm-hmm. say that when my father died um, at 11, uh, the, black, the white government took the house from my mother because she was a black single woman. And we ended up staying at the madam's backyard. So I'm very grateful to Pat. And, and her children, you know, uh, Pat, uh, with Louise, Vivian, David, and Jan. They looked well after us. Bath hated us. I mean, Mr. Minot just really didn't like us at all. But Pat fought to the nail for my mother to get back the house. I mean, we didn't stay long, you know, at, mm-hmm. uh, at, at her house. But uh, she was amazing. She really looked after us. She used to drive us, you know, with my mom and leave us next to to the township there. And the police would harass her. And she would say, this woman works for me. These are the children. These are her children. And they would really harass her. What do you want in the, in the township? And call us K's, you know, with a K word. And mm-hmm. um, I knew things were wrong. But my mother kept on saying, I want you girls to 
get education so that you do not turn out to be like me. So as a young girl, you know that things are difficult, but you know what? You're given a chance to go to school and you say, I'll take myself out of this misery. So when was that moment when you decided, I want a career in the music industry? Um, I never wanted this career, Carolyn, to tell you the truth. Really? No, it was not something that was planned. You know, something. Uh, sometimes you plan your things and say, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a pilot. No, I wanted to be a, a chartered accountant because I really love numbers. And I, I love money, I must say. I love money. <laughs> I know money makes things work. You can, you can be able to, 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 to give to others. And, but I do not worship money. I don't mm-hmm. worship it at all. I know that when you have money, you can be able to do the things that you want to do. You're able to go to a school and donate sanitary pads. You're able to say, I can build a classroom or a, 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 a house craft center, you know, and things like that. So that's why I say I love money in a sense that you make money work for you and those that you love and, and your community, you know, because we mm-hmm. die and leave all these things, Carolyn, you know. So, you know, I, I sang it at school, I sang in church, but it was not a career that I wanted. It's not a career that I planned. Music found me because Phil Hollis found me and I recorded the very first song called I'm in Love with the DJ at 19. I just completed my metric and due to go to university and I didn't. So music found me. I didn't go around looking uh, to sing. And it was, I'm in love with the DJ, from I'm in love with the DJ, to thank you, Mr. DJ, for playing my song, I'm Burning Up, Umkomboti, Motherland, and all those songs. And I thought, hmm, looks like there's longevity in this industry, and there's life, and there's money to be made. And, um, and I continued. And 35 years later, Yvonne is here, if I'm still going strong. I'm grateful to God for my life, my friends, my family, and everyone who's really supported me. The entertainment industry is very cutthroat. We all know that. And it's very male-dominated. So it couldn't have been easy really getting to the top of your game in the way you did. What did you feel was the biggest stumbling block in getting to where you wanted to go as a woman in this career? You know, I, I must say I've never had stumbling blocks, Carolyn. And I keep saying that to people because it's, this is not a career that I was looking for. Uh, music found me, and when it found me, I made it my business to, 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 to want to be in this business, you know? So I um, worked with Phil Hollis. I worked with uh, Artie van Veek. I worked with uh, Peter Kowani and all those people. And I didn't see myself as a woman. I saw myself as a person who's in the t- entertainment area. So even though I worked with men around me, I made sure that I'm there because of merit, I'm there because I've I've got the talent, I'm there because I've got what it takes and I'm just going to have my feet firm on the ground and I'm going to do things my way. So I never wanted anybody to take me for granted or be at anyone's mercy. So I would go in the studio and do what I was supposed to do and leave. So I did not want people to think that because I'm a woman, I have to be treated a certain way. If they said we started recording at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, I made sure that I was there 30 minutes late before. So that nobody can say to me, oh, you see now, you know, we said we're starting at 9. It's half past 9, you're not here. They said we started at 9 o'clock. 
half past eight, I'm already there, I'm asking. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to warm up my voice? What am I supposed to do? How are we singing the song? What are the lyrics and things like that? So I've never, not at once, even today, feel at anyone's mercy and just feel I'm a woman. No, I'm at work. I must be respected the way I am. I'm a, I'm a woman and I'm not going to submit myself and, uh, and let anyone take me for granted. No. Yvonne, you're also known as a great advocate and a champion for women's rights as well as for children's rights. And in 2006, you established the Princess of Africa Foundation. Tell us a bit more about the work that the foundation does. The Princess of Africa Foundation, yes, was established in 2006. But before that, I had an organization called uh, Chaka Chaka Helping Hand, where I had the two kids um, who got banned. The story was in, in, in Drum Magazine. It was written by uh, Kai Zangwenya. And um, I went and looked for Daina and Siabonga, and thanks to a couple of friends, you know, and different people who put in money, and we managed to give them a plastic, plastic surgery because they were the same ages as my kids at the time. And I've since lost contact with, with those kids. And, um, and later on, I then started the Princess of Africa because I'd already started traveling, you know, around uh, the continent. Um, I went to a home called Chirinyazo in Zimbabwe, you know, and, and, and donated the uh, money. And I went to Kenya. Uh, there were places where they just needed a couple of things, you know, and I thought, if I'm here for a show, what do I leave, you know, in a particular country, whether it's in Zambia or Malawi or wherever I go? I've always thought, if people support you, you need to also give a helping hand. So when I started the Princess of Africa Foundation, it's because I'd already started traveling and it was launched and... Um, I was asked by UNICEF to be their goodwill ambassador. So the Princess of Africa Foundation started enhancing all the work that I was doing as a UNICEF goodwill ambassador. And in 2007, I was asked by Robert Malaria to be their global ambassador because in 2005, I'd traveled to Gabon and coming back to South Africa, one of my musicians had contracted malaria and unfortunately she died from cerebral malaria. So... I wanted to give malaria a voice and a face. And that's why I thought with the Princess of Africa Foundation, um, you know, it will help doing all the work that I do. So that's how it started. August is Women's Month. And of course, the big subject on all our minds is the issue of gender-based violence here in South Africa. How do you think we can try to solve this? Do you think we can put a stop to this? You know, Caroline, uh, gender-based violence, um, it really baffles me because... Um, those men who kill those that they are supposed to be loving and protecting and, um, and actually guarding um, your husband, your father, your uncle, your brother, your son. So these are not strangers. These are not people who are coming from Mars. These are the people that we live with. They're in the community. They are part of the society. So I think everything begins at home. If I say to my boy child, it is imperative that you respect your sister. You see your sister not as an object of desire, but you look at her and you see, you, you appreciate the femininity. And we teach our boy child that 
It is not good. It doesn't matter how angry you can be. You need to look at a woman with love and respect, you know. So it must start at home. If we teach our boy children, really, uh, they will grow up to be gentlemen. They will grow up to be good partners. They will grow up to be good men. So uh, it, for me, if this really should be not stopping, it means we are not doing well in our homes because it must all start there. When you are being taught as a boy at home to respect your sister, your aunt, your, your, your grandmother, I mean, because even older women get raped, Caroline, uh, 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 which is absurd, you know? So we need to fix our homes. We need to fix the society and the community at large, you know, because as I said, these are not strangers. These people don't come from Mars. These people live with us in our homes. These people are our neighbors, our brothers, our cousins, our uncles, our husbands, and things like that. So we need to go back to the drawing board and fix Yvonne, you've inspired so many women here in South Africa and around the world and and me. But I want to know, who is the fearless woman that inspires Yvonne Chaka Chaka? You know, I've got so much inspiration from my mom, as I must say. There are lots of women, you know, Mama Sisulu, Mama Petra, um, uh, you know, Mama uh, Charlotte Matweke that we read about. People like Winnie Mandela, Mama Sisulu, at least these are women that I met. But, you know, between my mother and then there was an old lady who was um, a, a priest's wife, Mema Ratebe. I don't even know what happened to her. That woman, she was a, a priest's wife from A.M.E. Church. And I didn't go to A.M.E., but the lady would stand by the gate and call all the children around our block you know, and say, okay, you go to the other block and go and get the children. I mean, this is like in the early 80s, you know, late 70s, and, and call us to come to her church. There was a, a, a piano, in fact, an organ, and she would give us books to read. She would give us instruments to play. She would just teach us so much, that woman, you know, and, and brought us together because she, she just said, when you come out from school, Come here if you've got a, whole, a homework. Come, let's help each other. Mema Ratebe was an amazing, amazing woman. Which, I mean, I may not have told her then, but today I sing her praises because we, we didn't go to her church, but she was always there. And my mother really played a very important role, really, in bringing us, you know, me and my two sisters, Doreen and Rafibe. She was fearless. She was um, a single woman, as I said. You know, my dad died at 11. But my mother has always been very positive, always said, I want you to acquire knowledge. I want you to study. I want you to be better people. And I don't want you to end up being like me, working as as a domestic worker. And I must say, you know, my mother was, I think even ahead of her time, my mother never made us to aspire to get married as girls. No. She said, marriage, if it comes, it comes. And good luck and respect your husband, but be independent. Be independent, be your own self, be your own woman, you know. And I sort of grew up like that, you know. It's, you know, it's like um, when you grow up, it's like you're told, grow up, go and go to university or go to college and get married. No, my mother always said, you need to be your own person. You know, love yourself first and, and be selfish. Love yourself because you're not going to be able to give love if you don't love yourself and, and, and be content with who you are. 
so really, I look back today and I say, you know, mom, you may have had very little education, but you inspired us to be what we always wanted to be. Your mom sounds incredible. And, you know, I could chat to you for hours and hours, and we will one day soon. But it's time for some music, and you've selected a wonderful song of yours called Mama for us to listen to this afternoon. Why did you choose this particular piece, Yvonne? This song was written for my mom because uh, she passed on in 2007. But I'm very happy, as I said, that um, she inspired us. She she was a, a woman who was really ahead of her time, even though she had very little education. And unfortunately, when I recorded that song, she had passed on already. And, and, and it's dedicated to her, you know, uh, she was my pillar. She was my strength. She was my everything. Mama, sung by the amazing Yvonne Chaka Chaka. That was Mama, and it was sung for us by my very, very special guest, the remarkable Yvonne Chaka Chaka. And I just love that. Such a beautiful song. Yvonne, thank you for that. You're welcome, Carolyn. I'm sure wherever Mama is, uh, she's listening and she's loving the song. Thank you for playing oh. that song. Yvonne, with the benefit of hindsight, if you could go back in time for a moment, what would you tell the young Yvonne Chaka Chaka? You know, uh, from what I've learned, um, I know when I grew up, things were very tough. They were not easy. But, you know, I always uh, say everything happens for a reason. Maybe I would want to do things better. I would have really loved to have gone to very good school, you know, and... Um, and not wake up at five o'clock where my mother worked as a, as a domestic worker and to commute, you know, get the green part call and go to Soweto, whereas St. Catherine's was just around the corner. And my mother would take Louise and Vivian just across the street. And we had to wake up in the morning to be on a six o'clock bus and go to Soweto. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I always say everything does happen for a reason. And here we are today calling South Africa home, even though other people still do not have um, homes, you know, roofs over their heads, uh, no food. Um, how do we make life better for each and everyone? Because if I'm successful on my own and other people, my community and people around me are not successful, I'm not going to enjoy that success. I, I, I would like to see everybody, you know, the playing field should be leveled for everybody. But really, looking back, I say I'm happy for the road that I've taken and to be here where I am today. But I wish the playing field can be leveled for everybody, and I wish, you know, the environment can be conducive, even for our young people, you know, so that they can be able to work, to to search for themselves, because there's no wealth without health and education. Yvonne, one more question before you go. If you had one piece of advice for the women of South Africa, what would that be? You know, for the women of South Africa, I know women have always been at the forefront. Women have always been leading. You know, on Saturday, we're celebrating uh, men at Gertrude Shopper's 95th birthday. So we've seen women that they have done a lot. You know, Mema Shope, Charlotte Matleke, Winnie Mandela, uh, Helen Joseph. So women are just not doormats. Women have been at the forefront, whether it was politics, whether it was um, uh, uh, education. I mean, that's why we've, we've, we've had women who were nurses and things like that. So I want to say to women of today, 
women of yesterday fought so hard for us to be able to do everything that we do. But you know what? With gender-based violence, uh, women are killed day and night. But I believe in women of South Africa. I believe in women of Africa, that they are strong. And remember, the place of the woman is just not in the kitchen. Women are able to juggle and do all sorts of things, be mothers, be wives, be CEOs, be, be, be working outside in, in, in the garden, you know, and, 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 and being teachers, being nurses. So I want to say to the women of South Africa and the women of Africa, let us tackle the bull by the horn. Let us not allow anybody to pull us back. You know, I mean, I always say a woman has been taken from a man's rib to be loved, to be cherished, and to be respected, not to be trampled upon. So to the women of South Africa, I want to say, I believe in you, and you are great leaders, and you've always been leaders. You look at people like Nona Wusa, uh, the rain queen. So women have always been leaders, really, in their homes, in their society, in their communities. What has changed? I would love to this continue this conversation, Yvonne, over lunch soon. Um, now that the, we've, the lockdown has been lifted somewhat. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on the show today. It's been such an honor having you as my guest on Classic Lunch. Thank you very much for, ha- for having me, Carolyn. Thanks to you and to your listeners and the whole team that made it possible for us. Aww. That was the Princess of Africa, the formidable, the amazing, the talented, the fearless Yvonne Chaka Chaka.